Um, welcome back to the podcast, guys. Um, you're with your Zahar and Lucas, Gen Z Hockey Podcast. Yeah, you know the you know the thing. Um, so we're back. Um, we it's a Sunday, so we don't really record on Sundays, but we're recording on Sundays. Um, we've clinched the North Division for the first time, or we've clinched the division title for the first time since 2000 or 1999, 2000. Since I was born. So, yeah, First time so, since I was born. Yeah, so actually Almost after 20. you were born. Uh, no, I'm a 2001 baby. Oh, right. So my year, because yes. I'm a 2000 baby. Yeah, so it's been quite a bit of time since they clinched the division title. Um, we won, We beat the Habs 5-2, and then we won last night 3-2, which um, the first period was just brutal. And then after that, um, they bounced back and got their shit together. Mm-hmm. Um so I'm going to say full disclosure, I was busy during the Leafs game because I was yep. out getting jabbed. Yep. He got uh, the jab. I got, I got, I got jabbed. I got the, I got the vaccine. So if we're going to start off, uh, if, I want to tell this, this story, fucking, fucking f- funny story. So hilarious how this came to be. So I live in Halton region and I was under the, I was under the assumption. I looked at Halton, Halton region. They open up to everyone 16 plus, uh, may 19th so it would have been not even this wednesday the next wednesday after that yeah yeah and i was and that's only to sign up so i was fully accepting the fact and fully fine with you know i'll probably get it you know first week of june second week of june something like that my future brother-in-law is uh here for dinner he gets a text from his sister being like oh my boyfriend's at this pop-up clinic or what walk-in clinic sir uh sorry yeah walk-in vac- yeah, yeah. Walk vaccine clinics that's probably the, that's the better uh at this address and she and he's like he's like do you know this address he's like oh yeah that's like right that's like really close to our house and he's like there's a vaccine walk-in clinic right there and so we look at each other i get on i we bolt and we get to the we get to the car i want to say we get there the line looks long i i want to say we we didn't we didn't wait longer than an hour and 20 minutes that was probably yeah, yeah. that's the, that's probably we didn't wait any longer than that yeah the line moved pretty quickly for as big as it was went in super easy just health card phone number email jab wait wait 15 minutes and i was out of there oh okay so let's like super super yeah, okay. super quick i was i was i was so happy i was so happy to just get jabbed but i was very i was so impressed by how quick it all went and how true and how it wasn't like, and you have to sign this form, and you have to, you know, fill out your information here. It was like health card, email, phone number, out. You know, they did that with everyone, and uh, feeling great. Feeling uh, great. Did they schedule you for like the second dose or no? Uh, because it's a pop, uh, a walk-in clinic. Uh, it's one of those things where they have my information within the next four months. They'll send me an email being like, "This is your next. This is your next." Uh, oh, okay. Time. Okay, that makes sense. So they don't they don't schedule it now, but they will eventually. And which one did you get? I got Moderna. Oh, Moderna. Okay. Um, yeah, the whole vaccine thing is like it's slowly rolling up. Like it's gonna take some time, but like it's just the way it's getting rolled out is just brutal. And like, you think it's brutal? I think it's been. I think it's been going so much faster now. Oh, faster now, but like yeah, before faster now, then. but before yeah, it was but like brutal. over the last so like, slow <laughs> over the last two weeks or so, it's been getting better when it comes to like rollout and just like distribution and everything. But like everything until then, just absolute just just 
terrible, terrible everything just across the board. Uh, um, yeah, yeah, it's it's All right, no so good. That's, but, so that's my story. And yeah. now, uh, who cares about Connor McDavid? Because who's because he's not on the best team in Canada. That's that's he what is. I'm saying. He 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 is not. Um, so the Leafs. So just finish up finishing up the whole vaccine thing. The Leafs are going to get their vaccine today, as we're probably recording the podcast. So uh, that's yeah. good for them. So once they uh, come out of the this division and go to the conference finals, uh, they'll won't have to like quarantine because they'll already have the vaccine. Um. So yeah, moving on. Leafs get the dub. Leafs first clinch the first in the division. Um. Yeah, what did you think of? The, or you didn't watch the game, but it was. A- okay, no, 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 I'm not gonna say I didn't watch the game. Uh, I definitely watched the highlights. What I thought of the, what I thought of the little bits that I saw, um, uh, definitely a, a lackluster first period. Just from, yeah, just from- the first period was brutal, and then I'm like, I was thinking to myself as I'm like watching the first period, I'm like, if they're gonna play like this, I'm scared of the Canadians. And then they turned it on in the second period and third period and put everything back and uh, scored a couple of quick goals. And I'm, you know, I am so I'm smiling right now so much because look at how great they played Montreal in a stretch where they already had a playoff spot locked down. Yep. Where they already basically had first place locked down. Yep. They played them so well. And, and they're gonna see them in the playoffs, and this is such a good test because Montreal is Montreal's fighting for every point that they, they basically had the playoff spot, but they're yeah. fight, they're fighting for points. They are fighting for points. Yeah, they're fighting for points, and like if they won last night, then I would have said they're still fighting for third place. But the way like um, the way that like I think uh, the Jets and like everything kind of shakes out to it looks like the Jets I think are gonna get the third spot. So I think we're gonna be facing um we're gonna face the Canadians during the playoffs. Honestly. Um, but yeah, it's it's wild to see how this team is so determined. Cause like previous years, whenever like they hit the playoff spot, they just play five hundred hockey for the rest of the season. I would have killed for five hundred hockey. They played like <laughs> yeah. five hundred they, they would five hundred would have been a good year. Yeah. Like and if they played 500, you were like, they won that game by the skin of their goddamn teeth. You know, like, yeah. so, like, they're terrible. But yeah. they're playing so well and so consistent. Yep. That this team just looks like a well oiled machine. Just yep. everyone's working. They they haven't had a start, their starting goalie for two, two months, month and a half at least. I would say t- end of. Uh, March, and even when no? they did have him, and even when they did have him, he wasn't or playing March? well. Yeah. Um, they haven't had their starting goalie for a month and a half or two months, and they haven't, and they haven't looked out of place. They haven't looked like they're missing anything. Yeah. And I'm, I, I as a Leafs fan, always want to look. Okay, what's the problem? What's the problem? Where do we have to address it? I'm, I'm having so many. I'm having such a hard time finding. All right, what's the problem with this team? What is a absolute major, major, major problem? We've got a few minor issues. Got you know, third line guys that aren't playing up to potential. Um, yeah. You know, some some defensive miscues. Uh, Sandine had a really bad giveaway uh, in the Montreal in the first Montreal or the the yeah. second of these three Montreal games. Yeah, yeah. Um, the five two win. Yes. Just little things that you can work on, but I'm I'm not I'm looking at this team and going, 
there is no issue of this team isn't talented enough. Yeah. There's no issue that is like across the board, a major issue that like, that like, cause in previous years, we'd like look at an issue and be like, that's where we're going to lose. And in, in most of the games are in the big games that were happening. That were, those were the moments where we lost, like, let's say the, uh, first uh first series with uh in Boston or first Boston is goaltending. We lost we got destroyed the first two games and we, that was a problem with goaltending and we didn't have a good backup and he played too many games and he came tired into the playoffs. And then the year after that it was or even like Columbus it was defense or the team okay last year the team wasn't even that good like just across the board. Uh, okay but, if we're gonna go with the the second boss the second crack at Boston what was our issue? Our issue was our defense wasn't good enough, and our coach yeah. decided not to play our best players. Yeah, that, I that think too. A, that too. That yeah. I think is no doubt a big issue. The fact of they were down, you know, they were down and needed a goal, and our coach yeah. did not want to play our best players. Yeah. Um, so we don't have a coaching problem. Sheldon Keefe actually has the best record as a starting coach, uh, or as a Toronto Maple Leafs coach, uh, over the first 100 games. He has 61 wins. He has in 61 wins in 100. Jesus. Yep. Is is that good? You know, it, like it, that's incredible. Yep. Um, And then, okay, I know this, this, this is what won't make sense, but I think last last year, if we're going to look at problems, there were so many problems that that team had last year that we just decided not to, not to, that we as fans decided to ignore. Yeah. And we were like, oh, but it's okay. They'll fix it. And they never did. They never clued into it this year. They clued into it. They fixed problems, mm-hmm. addressed needs, got depth, all, uh, depth, everything. Like Ben Hutton played yesterday. Yeah, and, and he played well. Jo- and rock Josh Anderson. Yeah, he and dropped anyone, that guy. It was great. Anyone who can rock Josh Anderson is good in my books because yeah. that guy. I don't know of a player who talks so much smack after he's lost. Yeah, the amount of times where the Leafs, the Leafs want, well, you know, but we were the better team and they just got us. Well, yep. we were the better team, and I was like. Kel- Okay, you're the better team. Win. Yeah. Oh wait, you didn't. You yeah. didn't. So, yeah. you know, the depth, the scoring, every single. It seems like every single cog in this team, every single cog in this machine, is working, is rolling, and I can't. I can't wait to see what this team is able to do. Yeah. So Marner gets twenty goals. They're all even strength goals. So we have, like, if the th- if I think I think. Uh, Tavares also has 19 goals, so I think we'll have three 20 goal scorers. Um, if if by the end I of think season. Willie has 17. I think Willie yeah, has yeah. 17. Wouldn't yeah. surprise me if he gets if he gets three goals in these next two games. Yeah, he's yeah. another guy who's been playing great. Yeah. Um, and then for the people that hate Tavares, um, I heard this stat on the radio, and in I think in 197 uh games with the Leafs, he oh wait, no, in 190 games with the Leafs. He has a 197 points. So with the Leafs, he's more than a point per game player. And that's what else can you ask of, of this player? So Tavares is on fire recently and good for him. He's going to go right into the playoffs with him being on, on fire. And that's uh, that's good for the team and good for everyone. Uh, Matthews is also on fire. So like I think we'll just we're just going into the playoffs all full steam ahead. And I think... The last three games, what like what I was watching is I know it's not the playoffs, but like it's a precursor to the playoffs, and they've see, played three games. Three in a games row. These last three games are previews of what we're gonna see. 
Yeah. Everyone knows. Everyone knows that this is going to be the first round series. Yeah. And it's a it's a preview of what we're going to see. And if that's what we're and if that's what we're in for, I'm in. I'm in also, and um, I I don't think uh, Montreal as as physical as they are and as as feisty as they are. I don't think they're going to go anywhere without Carey Price and uh, in that. And I'm glad you brought that up because I I saw um, I think it was I think it was Sid Sixero on his on breakfast television talked about how he if he was a Leaf fan he'd be concerned about the fact that we don't know who the Leafs starting or how of how the Leafs starting goalie hasn't played in a while and their starter Jack Campbell has never played started a playoff game in his life. If we're gonna talk about a team that doesn't know who their starting goalie is going to be the Montreal Canadiens. Yeah. They have yeah. no idea who their starting goalie is going to be. Yeah. It's because the whole, because for those that don't know, Carey Price is out for, with a, with concussion. He skated, I think last, like uh, the previous game. So one of the five, two win. So it's like a couple nights ago, like the Wednesday night or whatever. Mm-hmm. And, but, but he hasn't played yet. And I think the Habs are playing two or three more games left in the schedule. So it's if he doesn't play, I don't think he's going to be in game one of the playoffs. Like, I, I think actually, I don't know. But like, I, I, I don't think he's just going to be tossed in the first game of playoffs coming in from a concussion. I and I'd say the same, and I said the same thing with Frederick Anderson. How 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 bad would that be for the for the Habs to just throw just throw friggin price in there? So just throw See, Carey Price in there. The whole thing is though, like with Price, it's like so, it could be some voodoo magic shit, where he just comes out of nowhere and just their, their slays. Good enough. I mean, yeah, they, 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 they have, they haven't had Weber for I don't know how long, a couple of a couple of weeks. I know, and that hurts their defense. But even still, I don't think their defense is good enough. It's not for other. I don't see their defense being good enough for Carey Price to go full on God mode like yeah. he has in past Yeah. Um, so I'm not really worried about this series, but I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be an interesting series and just how, how we, we, we interact so with the Habs. Yeah. And just uh, how, how the renewing the rivalry. Um, one more thing on um, just the Leafs. Anderson has played, played a couple of games with the Marlies. Um, not very good. He in the second game he saved thirty four of thirty eight, so that's he led in four goals, which which wasn't great. Um, I guess he's just getting his form back, and like I can't blame all the goals for on him, but it's like, dude, you're an NHL player. You're um, an NHL I actually, goalie. I was actually that that I was gonna say. I was actually sharing some 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 DMs with a friend of the show, Nick Barden. Uh, who uh, who is covering the Marlies? Yeah, for uh, uh, Leafs Nation, Leafs Nation Network, yeah, or the yeah, Leafs yeah. Nation dot Um, and he's I asked him this after the the game where he only played half, and he said, and he said he was he was he was what I expected him to be, and that's just good. Nothing really out of the ordinary for him. When it comes to the playoffs, we need better than just good. Yeah, but it's also like he. He hasn't played in a while. He's coming off an injury, so like I, I'm saying this, you got right, right, the hot goalie, right? Hot. Oh hot yeah, goalie. obviously, obviously. Hot goalie. Yeah. I wouldn't, I wouldn't necessarily put Jack Campbell as hot goalie, but like ride him, just ride, yeah. ride that pony until until the wheels come off. Like 
I don't I don't see a point I don't see a point in throwing and throwing him in there cold. Yeah, uh, I don't think they will throw him in cold, which we'll see how that all like that all works out. Um, also, just when it comes to the lineup of the Leafs, we still don't know how it's going to shake out because Engvall came in, played three games or four games and scored three goals. So we'll I, see. We'll like see this, who's staying in it. Engvall always comes in for some reason, scores and we're like, OK, Awesome. Yeah, like, why can't you do this all year round? But he just he can't do it all year round um, or the entire season. So uh, we'll see how that lineup goes. We'll get more on it when um, I think it really depends on how Nick Felino's feeling. I, I, I assume Nick be, Felino uh, and Riley Nash. Both of them are skating, but we'll see how um, we'll see how the thing. Yeah. Um, and one more thing. Uh, Sandin is not going to be in the lineup uh, for the rest of the season because of cap implications and just all that other stuff. So uh, we won't see him until the playoffs. Man, why does the salary cap have to exist? Why can't we just why can't we just go like the NBA where it just like it doesn't matter? <laughs> no, so the NBA like it does matter, except it's they have the the what's it called? Like the the tax thing? The Oh uh 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 state tax? No not state tax. Um, no like the uh premium tax or well, something like, like that. It's once you go over the once you over the go over the cap, you pay one and a half times for that money. So you have to pay extra money no, for going into that. that. Are you kidding me? Least, Yo, if we were that. doing that, we would go like, it, let's say the cap was at 100 million, and then like the extended cap is oh, like 150 million. We would be at 150 million every single year. Every year, so. and I wouldn't feel bad. Yeah, we would the, coy- the coyotes would be like, "Well, what about us? Fuck you! I don't care." No, so that so that one point, like the extra money you're paying, like the double you're paying in that ex- like in the ta- like the extra taxed area, yeah, that yeah. goes to the smaller market teams, which helps that. Oh my god! And that's what we've been that's what we've been asking for for yeah. for a while is for the big market teams to help the small market teams. Oh my god! If only this if only this league actually knew how to be a league. Yeah. Okay. So, um, for some, uh, do you want to talk McDavid or coaching first? Uh, let's go with Connor. Okay. Connor McDavid, um, last night gets four points, um, in a four, three game and, uh, reaches a hundred points in 53 games. So that's just Goofy. ridiculous. Goofy. And, um, another thing I realized is that McDavid does a lot for that team. No shit. Like the amount of this, this has been happening for years where it's just like Oilers Oilers goal differential with McDavid on the ice. It's like plus fifty. With him off the ice, minus twenty-five or minus twenty. Yeah. Something Not like good. that. So like But the thing is the the Leafs have been able to like contain, neutralize. Contain, neutralize. Yeah. And by that it's like two points a game instead of four. Yeah. So but there was three three games in a row where they got zero points with three different goalies. Just so stupid. So if you could do that in the playoffs, that's I think I think we could uh, figure that out and just shut them and somehow shut shut them down like that. So I I'm not trying to take away from what McDavid did. Absolutely ridiculous. But what I'm saying is the fact that you know, like the Canucks and the Senators and the Flames. Or like, and I think I think yep. the Habs. The, the Habs are a real. The Habs are a really good team. So I'm not gonna. Yeah. I'm not gonna say. But like, I, I, and he and he did do it against the Jets. He, he has like killed the Jets too. But there's yeah. There's so many times where I'm seeing them like him like just kick the shit out of out of you know the, the only the, the Canucks the Canucks and Sens. 
So I think like the only team where he, he like I think he only had like two points against like the Leafs. Like the most points I think he had against the Leafs was like two points. But then again, he did that dirty dangles where he dangled oh, an entire stupid. team and then scored. So like I guess our team like contained him for as much as they could, and then he just destroyed every other team. Like I think it was like a six six zero win against Winnipeg, and then just destroying the Canucks and Oilers, or, or uh, and the and the Jets. Uh, no, sorry, and the Sens. Yeah, this he loves scoring goals on the Sens, and like this, you know what? I, I was looking at the standings. The Sens have more points than Calgary and yes. Vancouver. <laughs> Vancouver, the Sens, the Sens are the only team eliminated from eliminated from the standings, and they're the closest to a playoff spot. Yeah. And I think legitimately, I think if they had good goaltending, they would have been in the playoffs. Oh, I, I like look out for the look out for the Sens next year. Yeah, not no bullshit. Look out for the Sens next year. Yeah, I think um, their goaltending is going to have like a the summer off to 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 like reconstruct and kind of get their shit together, and then hopefully they'll be back next year. But back to the Connor McDavid thing, it's ridiculous. Um, I think the only. Who was the only other player? It wasn't Gretzky. It was... Um, I think it was Lemieux. Yeah, Lemieux. That's who he was. Uh, who got more points and less of a... Less, like, less games. Um, so that's just ridiculous. Um, I don't know what else to say about him. I don't want to face him in the playoffs. But if we have to, we'll take him out. Because we'll we're going take through. Him out. We'll take him out and he'll go... You know what? He'll, and he'll go... Uh, oh, my God. He'll go... You know what, Ken Holland? I'm out. <laughs> I'm yeah. going to Toronto. Uh, also, you're gonna have to retain 50%. Yeah. Uh Leon Dreisidel also gets 500 career points, I think. Five or four. I think it was 500 career points, which is just ridiculous. And that's what happens when you are on a line or with um Connor, Connor McDavid. McDavid. Um, yeah, they're they're crazy, they're insane. I mean, I just imagine if Buffalo took. Leon Dreisaitl. Just imagine if Buffalo took Leon Dreisaitl. Um, he Crazy. would not turn into Leon Dreisaitl. Dreisaitl and Eichel? I don't know, man. I think I think I think it could have. You have to could've... take into account um the Buffalo Sabers as an point. organization. That's a good point. Let's be honest. Like the Oilers were pretty bad, but like oh, the Oilers were horrible. But like the Oilers aren't bad enough to like butcher McDavid or Dreisaitl. And uh, I don't know. Okay, you're you're right. Looking at it now, you're right. The amount of times where where you watched the Oilers and went, look at all this talent, and you're still last, you yep. bums, yeah. you bums, and yep. and and now it's now it's finally turning around. And I remember, I remember when the, I remember when the Oilers got McDavid, and I was so I was so mad. I was so mad that the draft lottery went their way because they had just won those two previous ones, or yeah. so the three previous ones. I was literally well, like, I, "That can't happen anymore." So. It can't happen, but of course it does to the Oilers. Yeah, you lucky bastards. I just and I just I I want I so want the I want McDavid to win, but I don't want the Oilers to win because I find the Oilers so unlikable. Yeah, um, but we'll see what the Oilers do in the postseason. I think they're going to be facing the Jets, and the Jets are. And I'm free. Yeah, they're they're <laughs> just in a free fall. Uh, their offense came back to life for a bit against Calgary, but and Calgary is out of it. Then they lose to Tim Strutzel. But then Tim Strutzel comes, gets a hat trick, his first hat trick, which is just good for him. 
Um, he he looks dominant. And he looks he looks like he's gonna be a good player. Um, and he they they win against the Jets. And I don't know what I don't know what the what the what's happening with the Jets, but they're just free falling. And um, I think there's gonna be a lot of changes in the offseason to that lineup and just figuring out what's wrong with that team. The Jets. Oh my god! Depends on how they do in the playoffs. It, it depends on how they do in the playoffs because what do we what do we always say about playoff teams? The, the, the team that the team that always goes down is the team that overreacts to a playoff loss. We like and when Tampa lost to Columbus, they were on the verge of like, you know, Kucherov, Stamkos, Hedman, like yeah. everyone get out of here because that core kept losing. Yeah. And and there's something about there's something about a team that overreacts to a playoff loss and then it just kills them forever. When you're talking about wholesale changes to the Jets, what are you what are you implying? Like, what players are you thinking that the that the Jets are gonna are gonna deal? I don't know. I like I couldn't like maybe Mark Shifley. Like I, like I don't know. Something is broken in that room, and I was just thinking that something might get changed. And I heard. And it was there was something that had to do with the with the whole line A fiasco. Something along the lines of like first of like the first year, Mark Scheifele and Blake Wheeler were just like, we don't like him. And then yeah. and then that just kind of stood from there and they just didn't like they just didn't like Patrick Line. Uh, but it's also like if you really look at it, I don't think like I'm gonna have to backtrack. I don't think Winnipeg's gonna do anything because their g- general manager takes like forever. <laughs> he doesn't do anything. Yeah, he doesn't do anything. And if he does, it's either like three years down the road. Or he does like minor things. Like how long was Trey Patrick Line a thing? Three years. years. Three. And years. he did it. And he did it now in the middle yeah. of Panini. Like, and the thing is, what what's funny that no one remembers Line actually played a couple of games with the Jets and scored two goals in his first in his first game. Yep, two so, goals and I think three assists. And like no one, like and no one remembers that. Yeah, because and I, and I was, I thought it was so weird how they didn't just trade him in the offseason. Or how yeah. they didn't have some sort of sign and trade going on with the Blue Jackets, where like, all right, Pierre Dubois sign, all right, bye, you know, and then and then he's See, gone. So okay, so I don't think I think if the I think the Jets wanted to keep him because he was a good player, and I don't think he was great in the locker room, but he was a good player. And the Blue, I think uh, Pierre Luc Dubois forced Blue Jackets' hand to get moved, and um, that's why. And then he just he's like, I have to pull the trigger because I can get Pierre Luc Dubois. Yeah. Now speaking of the Blue Jackets, they were speaking doing of the Blue Jackets. <laughs> um, so John Tortorello mutually agrees to part ways with the Blue Jackets. He's not coming back next year. Um, so for those that don't know, this is a literal visual representation of the Joker leaving the hospital and blowing it behind, like uh. I it, sent it from, you that, Kev. <laughs> yes, and thank you for sending it because it's a perfect representation of that, like. That entire like situation it's the that's best, happening. In Columbus. It's one of the best scenes in the Dark Knight where he leaves the hospital and he's and just then, and he's and he's playing around the trigger and then it just blows up. So great. You know but, they actually blew up a real hospital for that. Yeah, I know. I know. That. Yeah, it's it was wild. Like the behind the scenes thing is wild. Um, but um, talking about blown up. Um, so the Blue Jackets were built as a John Tortorello team, and John Tortorello isn't the coach anymore. So what happens now? Because they have to. I don't know if Patrick Line. They, <laughs> they literally have to bring in someone that's a teddy bear 
and that will make this team like hockey again and want to actually play. Um, but then again, you really can't because this team isn't built for a teddy bear head coach. So, so let me just look at the roster. Okay. Well, can, can we all, can we already write off Patrick line as a, he's not coming back next year? I don't know. It, it's like, because John Terrell isn't coming back, I'd say his chances of staying are higher than if he were to leave. Um, Actually, I'd say mm. no, no, no. I, I, I'd say I, I agree with you in the sense of since Torts isn't going to be there, he's yeah, he's open to the you know to the possibility of coming back. I think he's more open to the possibility of coming back, but it's also like that team is not going to be very good. I think he wants to win. Um, um, and it's just I, I look at the okay, so. Uh, so okay, talk about players you're gonna have to impress. Max Domi is gonna be a UFA after next year. Yeah. Um, uh, and he Jack- hasn't been good. He hasn't like he hasn't like. Put I wonder why he hasn't him. been good. Maybe because Tortorella said go block shots for me. He says I don't know how to do that. Yeah. <laughs> um. So uh, another guy, another guy who's actually played well is Jack Roslovic, and he's gonna be an RFA with with arbitration at the end of next year. Yep. Um. Uh, Seth Jones is a UFA, and that's a corner at the end of next year as well. So coming off the books will be Domi um, and Seth Jones, who are two big, big parts of your team. Mm-hmm. Uh, and another, and also, also Zach Wierenski and uh, Seth Jones are going to have their contracts up at the end of this at the end of the same year. And those are your two best defenders. Yeah, the way if I'm lining and I'm looking at this. I want to get traded out of here. Yo, literally call up Joe Sack. Could be like, yo, offer sheet me. I'll take it. I'll take. I'll take anything. Up, yeah, I'll take anything, anything above. I'll take anything within six to eight million dollars. I think we figured it out last last episode. Yeah. Um, and and also, okay. Here are the here are the players that are coming off of that are going to be UFAs, not RFAs, but UFAs. Um, at the end of next year, 2021, 2022. Max Domi. Eric Robertson, who cares about him? Uh, Seth Jones, uh, Scott Harrington, uh, Dean Kukin, Elvis Merslikins, and Jonas Corpusalo. Yeah, so they're goal- They're not got any goalies signed. And Boone Jenner. Uh, is that goalie? The defense? No, Boone Jenner's yeah. their like their assistant captain, emotional leader. Oh, uh, okay. Center, so, yeah. center left wing. True. But like. Wow! Like they they have no goalies. They have no goalies. Yeah, they don't have goalies. They're not gonna have any big name players signed, I guess. And I don't. And do you see this team making the playoffs next year? No, they're not making the playoffs. Um, it would have a lot of players would have to have like, um, big seasons for them to make the playoffs, and I just don't think that's gonna happen. And they'd have to convince players to sign there. And yeah. Columbus is not a hot commodity city. Um, yep. Uh, and in terms of in terms of players, they're not a hot commodity type. Uh, yeah, it's type organization to go to. Yeah, it's a smaller city. There isn't really a nightlife. There is universities and stuff like that, but like for the most part, it's like a smaller city. Um, Yo, cap, cap friendly so quick with what they do, and it's so impressive. Literally, if you just click on their page, it just has general manager Yarmo Kekalainen. There's no coaching slot because, because yeah, like there's nothing. They're there. gone. He's gone. Because yeah, it's just fucking gone. Um, um, I have 
I have no idea who wants to coach this team. Um, and apparently John Torello isn't done done coaching. So uh, he's he who says that he Who's he wants to still coach. Um, so I don't know. I don't really think like I don't know what teams is gonna have a coaching vacancy this season, but I think there is well, gonna be some let's team. Find that out, ha- let's find out at the end of the playoffs because if we talk about playoff yeah. do we talk about teams that overreact to playoff losses? Um let's say let's say the let's say the no, not the Carolina Hurricanes because we're gonna get to that too. Um what's a, a you know a team that loses in the first round? Um Avalanche? Uh let's say the Colorado Avalanche get loose to the Minnesota Wild in upsetting fashion in six games, something stupid. And the Avalanche and the Avalanche fire Jared Bednar. And they hire John Tortorella. I don't and think that would the, ever happen. That would be so funny. But um, but I don't go, think that would ever happen. But yeah, we'll let's see. Say, let's say the Boston Bruins. They lose to the Washington Capitals and they and Don Sweeney goes, you know what? Uh, what's the, what's their coach's name? Oh my god! Uh, god oh my god! It. Oh my god! How do I not know this? He's kicked our ass twice. Um, oh my god! See something How with am a I C. forgetting his name? How am I forgetting his name? Okay, whatever. We know the head coach. Just move on. Uh, it's Bruce Cassidy. There it is. Bruce Cassidy. Uh, yeah, there you go. And he goes and Don Sweeney goes. You know what, Bruce? You know you took us to the Cup final. And you take us to the playoffs. No more. Say no more. You're you're out of here. And they bring in John Tortorella. Brad and Marchand Grady, is going to have a whale of a time. Yeah. Brad Marchand, uh, penalty kill, uh, power play, and uh, first line defense. Just all yes. defense. Just everything. all defense. Yeah, everything. Gonna, everything. Um, oh, my God. So, I, just, like, I, can't, I can't see a scenario where someone would hire John Tortorella and get better. Yo, the Buffalo Sabres, the Buffalo Sabres are going to do it because they're Buffalo. Yeah, but like, but, like – Okay, sure. I guess I don't think so, but uh, I think that there's gonna be a couple, a couple of big changes happening in uh, Buffalo. But we'll see how that goes. So uh, the Blue Jackets are also in free fall. So we'll see how that goes. We'll see in the off season what they do with the expansion draft and the draft, just a regular draft. Um, so Rod Brindamore, uh, the coach of the Her- uh, Carolina Hurricanes, um, it's it's not officially extended, but they were already like it was released that like he got a contract extension at 1.9 million. So like around $2 million. Um, he also was fighting for his entire staff because his entire staff and assistant coaches, the equipment managers, all those people were up contracts wise. They were all up. And um, there was a thing in 31 thoughts where um, he is fighting for the for the entire for the entire like team uh, or the entire team, like behind the scenes, t- uh, like coaching staff, uh, because the, um, the owner of the Carolina hurricanes wants to cut, like cut salaries and he's not going to allow them. And, um, if, if I, if, if the contract doesn't happen, I think that entire coaching staff and, uh, and, um, like, uh, equipment managers and everything, could just walk away and go to Seattle. They they need a head coach and entire staff. So it could be a scenario where all the Hurricane staff just become Seattle staff. But the way I think um, the reports are going and everything, I think he's will get extended and um, he will be the, the, the head money coach. I saw was one point eight million. How cheap is that for Rod? Mm-hmm. Like Rod Brenner, yeah. top five, definitely top ten coach in the in the league. Right. Yep. Now. Like uh, up there, up there with Barry Trotz, up there with uh, 
Bednar, like he's and amazing. Yeah, and depending how like the season or their season plays out, he he could move up higher on that on that ranking. Yeah. And I yeah. could see, I could definitely see, um, I could see the Hurricanes pulling off something special. I really could. Yeah, I love that team. That team is so it's they're so good and they're so fun to watch. Um, speaking of speaking speaking of other management, I want your take on this. There something came out of headlines of Mark Bergevin discussing future ownership with the Canadians. If the Leafs win this series, is Mark Bergevin done? Um, I would say no, but I think there is a, ch- like, I would say no, like, I don't think he's done, but uh, I think there's a higher chance than normal that he's not back. So I'd say it's like, it's like 60 40 60 being that he's back and then 40 being that he's not back like if they get swept in the first round then I think he's gone uh, if they go like seven games six or seven games with the Leafs I think he still has a job and he will have an okay, extension if you go if you go to the seventh game you already know you're winning that game <laughs> yeah um that's, that's so, why that's my biggest fear is the Leafs going to a seventh game because you know they can't win game sevens <laughs> exactly yeah um so I think the way things are going, I don't think, uh, I think he should be okay. And um, just, it's also like, he can just go to management and be like, my team was just decimated by injuries. Like we didn't have a team for like two months, basically because of injury and whatever. And if they, and they still made the playoffs and I, I don't know. I I think, I think he's going to be back for at least like another two year extension. Um, the, from the amount of money and everything he spent this offseason, I think, yeah, it's hmm. see, but, I don't then, know, but then you can use, but then you could use the argument of you spent all this money, we couldn't even get past the first round. Yeah, you could use that, but it's ar- like, but then, but then his counter would be like, all my players got injured Weber, Druan, um, who else got, uh, I mean, not, Price, yeah, Price, and then not Dorian, um, uh, Deneau. Dano, yeah, he Gallagher. got injured too. Gallagher's been out. Gallagher, forever. yeah. So like, I don't know how much you can blame for him and his like thing, or him and his like actions, or like you just ch- uh, cough it up to in- uh, to injury. But I think there's a higher chance that he's back than he than he gets let go. Okay, so uh, we're in our last week. Um, uh, does. Brad Living make it past this week, or do they wait? Do they wait for next week to fire him? Hmm. Because Brad want, to talk, want to talk about another? Want to talk about another guy who spent a lot of money in free agency and did not uh, did not go well? Calgary Flames. Yeah, I think everyone's going to be fired in Calgary. Head coach? Oh no, the head coach can't. He signed a three year extension. They literally signed him to three years, so they can't. Um, but no, Brad. But I Ch- think Brad, Brad Chilling's gotta be gone. No, okay. So if they if Brad Chilling gets fired, they're gonna fire um, they're gonna fire the head coach because a new GM is gonna want to come in with uh with his head coach. Oh man, and I, I mean, I I, I can definitely see that, but God, how how bad how that's such a sickening feel of the and the and own and owners in the owner's stomach of yep. we signed this guy for three years. And now we gotta fire him. Like I don't think I don't see them doing that. I really don't see them doing that. 
Okay, so if you don't see them doing that, that means I. If, okay, so if you're approaching it from that way, then Brad Schliving's gonna stay. But he can't stay. Oh my god! Look at this. Oh, this dilemma. So, but the thing is, once Daryl Sutter, when Daryl Sutter came in, they started playing a lot better. They did. Yeah, but they still they they were at they one point good enough. At one point, I think they were two points back with a game in hand to catch Montreal. To catch Montreal. Yeah, Montreal almost screwed this up, and now and now Calgary's ten points behind them, yep. and worse than the Senators. Yep. And if you go like through the logic of okay, they catch up to um the Canadian uh, the Canadians, so they're in fourth place, and then the Canadians and Jets were relatively close. I think there was like three point difference at uh, one point. Hey, the, I think it was the like Habs two and Jets were, were tied at one point. Oh yeah, they were tied at one point. Yeah, I forgot. And like at that point, you you like if the Calgary was playing well. They could have passed them and came into third in the division. And it's like there were a lot of things that, like, if they went the right way and if they were actually a good team, which they're not, which if they were a good team, then they would have been able to, like, get into third and I don't know, maybe even fight for second place against Edmonton. Like, it just the way they're not a good team. They're not, if you look at all the other teams. why they're not a good team? I know it, it took you a while to get to that to get to that to get to where you wanted to go, but you got there. I'm proud of you. You got there. Um, why why they're not a good team is games they have to win. They didn't win. Yeah, they didn't, and they didn't and they didn't win them in regulation. You know, yeah, like, that that scenario. See, I think what made the Leafs always bring it back to the Leafs. What made the Leafs so successful this year? They didn't go on huge losing streaks. They had a five game losing streak, yes, but they had a couple and they of- had. A- they had a seven-game winless streak, so yeah, and they would put like OTL losses in there. Yeah, um, they had uh, no that seven-game streak was a game was a, was a streak where they won one game, but it was in OT. You know, that's that's what it was. Yeah, yeah. yeah so yeah. sorry. Yeah. So, but when the Leafs when the Leafs lost a game, they would they would win like four straight, lose a game, win five straight, lose a yeah. game, lose yeah. a couple games, and then go on another streak. They yeah. never they never made it so that they were. They were well, you know, free fall. They, they get, were, they yeah, they, free they fall. free falling. They and were for free the, falling for the seven game or one in six record or whatever, like that six yeah. game like winless streak. The Leafs didn't play like terrible hockey. They were playing good hockey. It just they couldn't finish off the game and couldn't finish it in regulation. Yeah, and I think Calgary, Calgary should like should have won every single game against Edmonton. Like, like if they were wanted to be in a position to win, like they should have won every single game. And there were a couple of games where they every just got demolished. Against, every single game against Montreal. Every single and game against Ottawa. Montreal. Yeah. Well, we can't really fight against against beating Ottawa. But um, but when it comes to what it came down to, really, really important games. That game. Uh, yeah. That game against Montreal, where they were only two points behind them, they play mm-hmm. them again and they lose. Yeah. That that just wins right just takes the win right out of your sales and they yep. and they were screwed ever since so that's what happened with calgary and it's been that way with calgary forever where when it comes to big games they can't they can't win they mm-hmm. can't close it out in big and big game scenarios so that's why like i'm sorry brad brad for living is done brad for living is done my friend like he's not you're not gonna win with him as your gm the amount of coaches this guy's gone through? Like, five. Five. In seven coaches. years. 
It's seven years. Sorry. You can't, yeah, I you think. can't win with that. See, but like, okay, so if you say he's fired, then whoever they bring in, see, but like, do you fire him before the expansion draft and then the draft? Or do you keep him and then fire him after? Like, but like that, then you can't it's not do gonna be, that. That's, that's like a, it's, oh, you can't do that because that's like a Peter Shirelli scenario where he literally the day before he was fired signed four goals on four shots, Mikko Koskinen to a four-year contract. That guy has been... The only reason Edmonton is in the position they are Smith. is Mike's is 2012 Mike Smith, mm-hmm. which is just ridiculous. And that's why you can't fire him at, uh, after the expansion draft because you, you risk the potential of that happening. Yeah, I remember when Peter Shirelli got fired. We were talking about it for weeks. He signs Miko Koskinen, and I go, LOL. And then the next day he gets fired. I'm like, yo, that's a parting gift. That's going to be there forever. I swear that like there was like like after the oh, let's say like after the season was done yeah I think so oh uh, it was midway I remember it being midway through the season oh okay so like I I swear that like everyone was talking about he's gonna get fired because they're just so bad he signs it gets fired and as everyone's like who let him sign it if he got yes! fired the next day like what like who who's do doing that the, in management how do you get the how do you get the thumbs up from ownership to sign that contract if you're about to get fired the next day? Yeah, yeah. So that's and that's why I think you, if you're gonna pull the trigger, pull the trigger before before free agency, before the expansion draft, before everything. Like season's done, bam, you're done. True. Okay. So like the whole John Tortorella thing, like last game and basically, done. yeah. Okay. Basically, I'm surprised. I'm surprised um, that uh, I'm surprised Tortorella wasn't fired wasn't fired before the last game and Yarmo Kekalainen didn't coach himself. Yeah, I think he probably should have done that. He should. They probably should have stopped the hospital from being blown up before um, <laughs> heading out. But literally, he yeah, should have been fired after the light I trade. Yeah, no, he should have been fired the moment Dubois saw, didn't want to play on the ice. That's a great point because that's that's an example of you pick your coach over your star player. Yep, and that like it would be it would have been cheaper to keep Dubois and like not trade away train him away then it would be just a fire uh fire uh, fire john Torello. and in the long term you have pierre luc dubois exactly who's gonna be and... who's gonna be there longer realistically who's gonna be there longer your star player is gonna be there longer than your coach yeah. who you've been sick of for a couple of years and the way and the way john Torello was coaching it seemed like he didn't want to be there um he didn't <laughs> really want to be there he was benching half the players he was benching not benching the other half Liney fourth line, Rosselvick like fourth line, like it's just brutal. I saw the funniest tweet talk about talking about coaches with bad decisions. Someone was like, out of all all of Leafs history, who's your who's your three on three? Uh, who's your starting for three on three? Some people put out some great combinations. Someone put a picture of Mike Babcock and Marlowe, Gauthier, and Ron Hainsey. <laughs> Marlowe, Gauthier. I would put K- Komarov instead of Gauthier, but yeah, yeah. Yeah, I made that brutal. Um, but okay, so uh, the fallout from the Rangers and Capitals game, um, I, I don't really want to dwell on this too long, but uh, the game had 141 penalty minutes, which is just fantastic. That's great. Um, like, the Rangers also get fined two hundred fifty thousand dollars for hurting the NHL's feelings. feelings. Um. Yeah, it's this is all dumb. Um, Tom okay. Wilson left the game with injury, but then he was okay to come back the next game. So I think 
they're like, okay, go fight, and then we'll bench you. Not bench you, but we'll just say you're we'll injured. Say you have an injury. And then so that you don't get um, you don't get murdered on the ice when it's just so, the regular game is happening. Okay, I have two things to say. Uh, other than the fact that Tom Wilson should have been suspended, should have been suspended, should have been suspended. We we talked we talked about that. Yeah. So how it all broke was we found the five thousand dollar fine, and then and then the game happened that night. So this yeah. is all definitely out of context. Or out of context. This is definitely like it's a bit late. It's late. That's what that's what I mean. Um. So. The reason why Tom Wilson should have been fined or should have been suspended, if he's even suspended for that one game, yeah. How many fights? How many fights happened that, that one game? None. One between like Buchnevich and who cares? Like, like. Yeah, but I don't like, think that's I, that's probably what happens if Wilson gets suspended a game. I don't even think like I think the first like first like just everyone drops the mitts. Um. I think maybe one person drops the miss, not the goddamn entire line. Yeah. Um, just because he wouldn't be on the ice and he everyone would be like the Rangers would be like, okay, yeah, he got what he deserved. He got fined, uh, he got suspended for at least one game. He's a repeat offender and he got suspended for seven games of this year. It's like, how do you not suspend him for that? But like we already talked about player safety. Yeah, we're but, talking about that. Um, um and that's why I'm saying, like, if he even got suspended for that one game, none of these fights happen. It just kind of... T- and you know what really pisses me off? This whole game took away from a so incredibly amazing moment for TJ Oshie. Yep. So TJ that- Oshie, for those that don't know, his uh, dad passed away, and his nickname was Coach, and he, like, he was with the team through the playoffs and all this other stuff, and he passed away, and then... TGLC went on to score a hat trick, which was and nice that and this stupid, this stupid sequence took away from from what should have been TJ Oshie's night, basically. Yeah, yeah. But we should have talked about wow, what an amazing moment for TJ Oshie gets a hat trick the day after his father dies, just heartwarming. But instead, we're talking about look at these 140 penalty minutes. Yeah. And then the second thing I want to bring up, the argument that if a casual fan watches this, they're going to want to watch hockey is one of the most asinine things I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> I have no idea who came up with that like theory. Okay, what surprised like... me if it was Ryan Whitney because he came on, he went on to spit and shit. Let's talk about how, uh, oh Tom Wilson, uh, all you people complaining about Tom Wilson, and I'm just like, and I'm just like, we're complaining about Tom Wilson because it was a bullshit thing to do, and he got and he didn't get suspended for it. I think I think it's we're not really complaining. We're complaining about Tom Wilson for being an idiot, but I think we're more complaining about how um, the player safety handled it. I think well, that's what we're complaining about more than um, like because if, if we got one two game suspension, I think this would go by and Tom Wilson just everyone would just be like, "Yep, Tom Wilson's a dirty player," but move on. Like, what else? Is I would have I would have been mad. I would have been mad, but I wouldn't have been this mad. Yeah, and you I, I be... was talking to you about at minimum rest of the season. Yeah, <laughs> Jesus. But this argument that a game like this makes casual fans want to watch. No. Okay. Have you ever watched a UFC or a or you know whatever yeah. MMA fight? Okay. I personally find the UFC disgusting in the fact of like I I watch boxing and go, all right, that's a willing combatants knocks him if you knock a guy down, he's on the ground and you can't touch him again. That makes sense to me. The fact that a UFC you're fuck you've seen some fucking gruesome shit. It's disgusting. See, see but it's like so when they gross. hit the ground, when they hit the ground, it they're all they're both like 
they're both on the ground and they're both like it's because UFC has multiple fighting styles involved in it. That's why they go to the I ground and like that. wrestle and shit. I understand that. It's just I watch that as a casual as a casual fan and go, "That's disgusting. I'm not watching this." And it's because it's just not it's just not yeah, my yeah. cup. Of, it's just yeah. not my cup of tea. Yeah. yeah. So f- for that, I would say that. For me, I watch the UFC for like the big fights. I don't watch it every single uh, week. I just watch like the big like headliner fights. And for like this fight, like that, like the whole casual fan thing is all this did was put hockey on like House of Highlights or um, ESPN, Sports Central, like and and for those like day. for one day. It just like on the it's just you see it on your Instagram feed and like your explore page. That's all it really did. And you know, and you know what's what's also so maddening is, casual fans think that think of hockey as people who beat the shit out of each other all the time. Yep. Every yep. single game, you're beating the shit out of each other. Yep. In the modern NHL, how many fights? How many fights happen a game? Once. Mm, less than one per game. Literally like half. Literally yeah. half a fight because they're just tumbling all over each other. Yeah. And this and this game made casual fans who's all who only think of hockey as that are just like, well, that's just what that's just what hockey players do. Mm-hmm. What. What fighting is now in the NHL is a boost for your team. Yeah. Like, we'll see if the Leafs it's are down. It's to rally the troops. Wayne, Sim- Wayne Simmons will drop the gloves. We saw him in the yep. very first game of the season. The Leafs were down yep. 3-1, and Wayne Simmons fought. I think it was Brett Kulak or something, or, or it was either him or Ben Schrott. And then the Leafs and then the Leafs came back, and they won that game. You know, Jake Muzzin will do it, and there are other players in the league that will do it. Spezza did it, and then we Spezza rallied back five goals. Yeah. Um, and... It happens, but these line brawls don't happen all the time. And I think that was the first line brawl that I've seen in maybe like five years. Yeah, like like it's been here's, a while. Here's, here's a better example than my than my UFC comparable. And in a bench clearing ball, brawl in baseball, do you watch that and go, "Can't wait to watch the MLB"? No, I've tried to get behind the MLB. I cannot watch the MLB. It's fucking brutal. No good, but yeah, it's, when it's bench clear. When, this is my favorite part of, of, of bench clearing brawls in the MLB. I, I don't know if it's told this before. When the bullpen guys come over the come over the whatever, uh, I guess boards or the the backs. When they come out of the bullpen <laughs> and they're like hopping over everything, and then they're running towards. And by the time they get there, everything's done. They're like, "Yo, why are we here?" By yeah. the time they get there, everything yeah. is done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like there yeah. there have been a few. There have been a few. Like uh, there's one in the playoffs between the Yankees and Sox where. Where literally like this what this pitcher threw down this old guy who's like a bench coach or something. It's one of it's it's kind of funny to watch, but you feel like an asshole to, to laugh at it. Yeah. My favorite is like like I said, like when those guys come over and they get there and they're like, oh everything's oh everything stops shit. So now we gotta walk all the way back. So I think that's better comparable yeah. because I don't I watch baseball for, for I, I don't watch baseball. it all, for the baseball. I watch yeah. it for the baseball. I don't watch it for the bench clearing brawls that happen how many times a game? Yeah. Zero. How many times a season does a bench clearing brawl happen? Three? Like two. Maybe, maybe three or four that are like major. Other than yeah. that, it's like a couple players come out or like the coach is just pissed exactly. off. Exactly. That's just what and that's just what happens. So this idea that this will bring casual fans to watch hockey, it won't. It won't. Yeah. It won't. But those people that believe that sure let let them believe that um one last thing is uh the canadians under 18 demolish every other team and just destroy the entire goddamn um uh 
tournament and they take home gold for the first time since 2013, which was the Connor McDavid year. Um, so Canadians look like they have a bright future uh, with the young guys and uh, we'll, we'll see them in, uh, in the, in, in the following in two years, I guess, or two, two or three years. So I know that. So the under 18s were in the Texas. Under 18s, uh, yeah. So I think, I think next year, some of them can be drafted Connor Bedard, that kid's like 15 or 16. He's the Mc, he's, he's the next McDavid, yeah, yeah, just destroying. And he he was also destroying in the I think Winnipeg Hockey League, or uh, yeah, oh, no, WHL, League? WHL, yeah, WHL. Um, and he he is he just destroying. He's fifteen, facing like uh, seventeen, eighteen year olds, that and he's destroying. Yeah, that backhand disgusting. Down. So I think I think Canadian hockey is gonna will still have superstars from Canada, which is gonna be good to see because the Americans were taking over and having a lot of like. And now I good think with the, ESPN, with the ESPN deal, expect I think expect American hockey to bounce back. Yeah, in a big, big, big way. I don't but, know if bounce back, but just increase exponentially. To increase, increase, increase signages of uh, signages, increase you know players, which will yeah. increase talent, which will get which will get a lot of better American yeah. players. So before we leave what will be what's going to be funnier imagine okay imagine if they have like the so nhl is going to be on tnt right so you know how they have like Shaq and and kenny and charles barkley yep how would uh give me your impression how would charles barkley or shaquille o'neal pronounce alex oveshkin i do not do impressions but um charles barkley how would he was it oh Ovechkin? No, no, I'm too what? I'm too European yeah. to like to mess it up. <laughs> no, I just know the Charles. Okay, no, Ovechkin. This is my no, because Shaq has pronounced like Jonas Val- Jonas Valanciunas, like Jonas Valanciunas, and so I just and, and so I I can just remember I can just picture Shaq being like Alex Ovechkin. <laughs> yeah, Ovechkin. Ov- See, Ov- like, it's just I'm I'm just too European. So like, if yeah, I see I mean, a European name, I pronounce it as a European name. Like, it's just it just doesn't work. You with still me pronounce Eugene Melnick as as Evgeny. Yeah, it's because it, that's what it is. It's, it's yeah. and it's and his last name is it? Uh, it's Mel like Melnick. Yeah, like yeah. So it's like it's it's like a super like Ukrainian name. That's mm-hmm. why I say it. It's 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 uh he he is Ukrainian too. So it's that's pretty yeah, jokes. Um. Okay. So uh, thanks for listening to the podcast. We'll be back for our final episode of the regular season next Saturday, Friday, we'll uh, whenever the last game is. Um, and then we have playoffs. So we'll look back at our playoff predictions from the beginning of the year. We'll do our playoff predictions because all the all the play uh, Nashville got the last spot. So like that's going everything's kind of settled out. And uh, we'll see if Montreal makes it or Calgary somehow makes it. That's not happening. Place. It's, it's probably not happening. But it, they're still not. They didn't still cl- They haven't clinched a playoff spot yet. So mm, you never know. We'll never know. Okay. Thanks for listening. See you guys next week.